0: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.
1: This is MPB News.
2: Hi, this is Karen Brown. Thanks for checking out the Mississippi Edition Podcast. If you like what you hear, click subscribe, hit like, or leave us a comment if your app has that feature. Then find other MPB podcasts by searching MPB Think Radio on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks. Good morning. It's 8:30. On May 19th, I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, a look at how the legislature is managing a budget deficit and what's next with the CARES Act funds. Then tattoo parlors are open again. We check in with owners to see how they're adapting. Plus, open enrollment for the Impact College Savings Account is extended. We hear from State Treasurer David McRae. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. The Mississippi legislature is set to resume on May 26th, and when they do, appropriation of the remaining CARES Act funds will be a top priority. The $1.25 billion pot of federal aid is designated to help states recover from the financial challenges of the coronavirus pandemic. Last week, lawmakers passed a $300 million small business program. That bill is awaiting signature from Governor Tate Reeves. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman says the next step for the Available Cares Act funds is making sure counties, municipalities, and hospitals are solvent. He joins us to discuss those priorities and how the legislature plans on managing a potential budget deficit.
3: Those will be the ones that will come in when we come back in session. Um, those will be the first checks, the first hearings held, the first legislation coming out of here to reimburse our cities and our counties and our hospitals and make sure their footing is sound. We're also working very hard on, on our technology component. I have been a proponent of providing every single child here with a with the appropriate technology that goes to school here. So in some instances, Karen, 30 to 50 percent of our kids did not have access to the Internet during this distance learning, and that is simply unacceptable. So we are going through a process of seeing what each each um, different school district would need for their students to have an, uh, an iPad or uh, Chromebooks or whatever the superintendent and the principal decide to have. And then the second part of that, we've been meeting with our co-ops. And we had a hearing this last week, and our co-ops came in and proposed to uh, expand coverage, broadband coverage, to uh, 46,000 more homes uh, with, a joint, with a joint project between the uh, state and the co-ops, each putting up matching dollar for dollar to get broadband out in rural communities.
2: Now, if heaven forbid kids can't go back to the physical school building in august will the money be able to be spent so that everyone will be ready for distance learning
3: our goal is to have all of our our individual equipment purchases uh, the iPads Chromebooks or whatever all of that to be accomplished by august sometime in august so when they if they when they would have their normal school year hopefully they'll be having a normal school year and they'll have this but if, they, if, if we have another recurrence, we certainly want to have it by August.
2: Can any of the $1.2 billion go into Mississippi's general fund, or is that verboten?
3: It is not. We can't use any of it. In fact, it goes back to the federal government on December the 31st if we don't spend it.
2: All right, let's move on to the upcoming budget. Can you tell us, first of all, how much sales tax income has fallen? You mentioned last, last month uh, a, a pretty huge number.
3: Yes, we, we experienced a $240 million decrease uh, in revenue last month. About $200 million of it was income tax and corporate ta- uh, taxes, which, which we decided to defer until July 15th to be in accordance with what the federal government does. The problem with that, Karen, is our year ends June the 30th. So basically we put off our income and we still got our expenses. So between now and June the 30th, uh, you know, we're counting every dollar, turning over the cushions on the sofa, looking for change.
2: Well, and by law, doesn't Mississippi have to have a balanced budget?
3: They do. Uh, they do. And so when we've got a rainy day fund, and, and, and that's why we've got one. Um, that's why Governor Ford Ice and all the governors since then have been very judicious. We've got a $550 million in the rainy day fund. So there are two parts to this, Karen. The first is to get to June the 30th, and I basically we have deferred to help people during this event, taking their money until July the 15th, which was due April 15th. So that's put me, like any business, has put me in a cash uh, crunch here. So after June the 30th, during June, we will project a budget beginning July 1st, going to next June 30th, uh, 2021. That budget will have to take in certain projections about what revenues and expenses are, and our projections show now those revenues will be flat to decreased. So what we're, what you will see, I, I fear, is that people will be able to get back to work, but you just can't turn the economy on like that. There may not be as much a demand on certain mo- models and whatnot. In order for us to get back, people have to start buying. There's a lag time there. So you'll see companies come back and may be able to fulfill some of their overhead, but they won't be back to full price. So we'll, we'll have a difficult uh, rest of the year as well.
2: What, $550 million in the Rainy Day Fund, is that enough? If you took all of that money out, which I know would be a desperate measure, would that be enough? For, or how long would that be enough?
3: You know, we used to there used to be a program called the sixty four thousand dollar question I think it was and 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 that's it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we meet daily uh, on financial matters. Uh, we have the state economist <clears throat> runs models for us. Uh, Department of Revenue provides us information. We get a report every day and um, i can't I can't tell you that we <clears throat> We would be um, poor stewards not to plan for a decent decrease in revenue for the state. I just think that's, that is a, more than a probability, I'll put it that way. So what we're going to have to do in June is all of our members of the House and the Senate are going to have very difficult decisions that they never would have been hopeful, that they would never have to make. And those will, will involve cutting expenses to meet revenue. We have to have a balanced budget. Mississippi doesn't print money. I mean, we used to print it in 1861, and that didn't work out. So we're now in a process where we're going to have less revenues, and we're going to have to adjust our expenses to meet that.
2: I know there are some other states, some of their drastic measures have been to reduce salaries of state employees or furlough state employees. Are we looking at something like that?
3: I I think you start with a blank sheet of paper here. and We've never been in in these waters. They're uncharted Uh, I don't want to take anything off or or cause any alarm for something that may not occur. Uh, I think all of those, everything that we can do to balance the budget, uh, capital purchases, of course, are a big part of that, Uh, bonding. uh, uh, We've met with the state treasurer to refinance our bonds, if at all possible. Um, Of course, the rates have changed. Uh, All kinds of steps are being taken, Karen, uh, every day to prepare for what is relatively obvious to me, that we're going to have less money
2: any final thoughts for our listeners
3: yeah we <clears throat> i would remind everybody that a lot of this is transitory in the event that that we that we take care of ourselves and, and do not have a recurrence of this horrible disease and that's social distancing and and masking and the things that uh our professionals healthcare professionals, professionals recommended to us That will remain critical not only for this day, this week, this month, it will remain critical for the next several months. What we could not afford in this state to have to happen to us is that we end up with a reoccurrence in the fall. A reoccurrence would would exhaust all of our resources. So it really, really, uh, all of this hangs in the balance and hangs in the hands of the citizens of Mississippi. If we don't do social distancing, if we if we think it, it's all over because it gets hot, we don't have to worry about this. Uh, that's just not the case. And if we do this, well, we will not have a recurrent. But uh, it is not a time for us to think that just because the weather warms up that this may not occur to us again.
2: Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman, thank you so much for being with us.
3: It's good to talk to you all. You all keep sending your prayers. we got tough decisions to make here.
2: This is Mississippi Edition. I'm Karen Brown. Tattoo parlors in Mississippi are reopening after being closed for nearly two months. The shops were closed as part of Governor Tate Reeves' executive order to slow the public transmission of the coronavirus. Christian Cornyn, owner of Carnival Tattoo in Biloxi, says he's excited to reopen but worries about customers' anxiety over cleanliness. He tells our Kobe Vance even though he has always practiced strong shop hygiene, he knows people are apprehensive.
4: It's been super nice to be able to reopen. Um, clients seem to be real scared and skeptical. Tattooers seem to be scared and skeptical. Uh, what, Everyone seems to be a little scared and skeptical, skeptical of going back to living normal.
5: What kind of things are they skeptical about?
4: Just what, dir- what is dirty? What do people think of as dirty?
5: Like, basically, making up in their head
4: that something is dirty even when it's not necessarily like... Like, they need the illusion of cleanliness over the reality of cleanliness.
5: Now, for the person who doesn't have much experience with tattoos, can you tell us a little bit about what y'all do? And uh, maybe that'll help uh, get the word out of what processes there are.
4: Well, everything here is sterilized and wiped down with a sterilizer. Same as a, a, a surgical room would be. So, it's like... But there's nothing you see, you know? It's just... It is clean. It has been sterilized, just like when you go into a, a an operating room. You don't see them sterilizing it because they've already sterilized it.
5: And now, um, as far as actual work, have y'all been able to have more clients come in recently? Yeah, tons. So y'all y'all are, y'all are doing okay then right now, as far as like foot traffic. Doing
4: doing better than okay as far as foot traffic. We're not allowed to technically do any walk ins, but we can do walk up appointments. So if somebody's not not busy. They can set an appointment right then, get in, and get tattooed. I mean, the idea of somebody needing to call 10 minutes before they arrive just seems kind of dumb. So we've been doing uh, walk-up appointments. If somebody's not busy, nobody walks in. We don't have a waiting room. You're not allowed to sit in a tattoo shop. But if you walk up and somebody's about to be ready to tattoo in 10 minutes, then we just set an appointment right there on the spot and tattoo them in 10 minutes. I don't see how that's any less safe than having them call an hour and a half before to set up their appointment, if that makes sense.
5: And um, so what, I guess, how have things been these past few months that y'all haven't been able to operate?
4: It's been intense. I don't, I don't, uh, basically all the PPP loans were for uh, the employees. They're for like employee payment checks and stuff. And you had to be able to prove payroll. Well, a tattoo shop is a commission job so there is no payroll, so there was no help for us. It's a totally different way. Everyone here is their own independent business, and they all subcontract their work through Carnival Tattoo. In other words, they do the work, and then they pay us, the shop, for for having the shop, for having the supplies, for having the, all this. So we weren't able to get any. I don't have a payroll. I don't pay my client, customer, I mean, my tattooers. Again, they pay me. So as far as How was it for the last two months? It was horrible. There was no help for us. I've spent every bit of my savings. Granted, I did renovate my shop, so I did spend some of it on my shop, but I still had to pay my bills, which were quite a bit. And, um, yeah, I was was starting to get worried. This month I would have had to call a friend to borrow money if it didn't open.
2: Christian Cornyn owns Carnival Tattoo in Biloxing. Danny Shives is with Oxford Social Club. She says she's eager for the shop to return to its busy ways.
0: Um, very stressful the last couple months because we've been closed and not sure when we we're going to be able to open again.
5: So what's, what's, it, what's these next few weeks going to be like um, now that y'all are finally getting starting to reopen?
0: I imagine it's going to be pretty busy. Um, it's going to be definitely a, an adjustment having not having people that can just walk in, um, having to wear the face mask all the time, um, the cleaning in between people. We already did that anyway, so that's not much different from you know things we already practiced. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an adjustment. I mean, but we're just glad to be open again, to be honest.
5: Did y'all rely a lot on those walk-in appointments? Uh, just walk-ins?
0: Actually, no. We we have a, a fair amount of regular business. We we have the old Miss Football players. Pretty much all of them come to us for tattoos. So their their business alone brings a lot of other business.
5: And now, uh, um, but
0: we do get we do get quite a bit of walk-ins, especially for the piercing side of the business.
5: So now that y'all are starting to see some more customers come in, um, what, have they been, what, have, what have they been asking about? What are their concerns?
0: Um, they don't really seem to have too many concerns so far. It's just a little disappointing, especially people that are coming for, like, their first tattoo say that they can't have a family member with them. Because that's a big thing, you know, people come for their first tattoo. They want their mom or their sister or their girlfriend or whatever right there by their side. And we can't do that for them anymore.
5: Uh, Is that like just a support system thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's usually, you know, they want someone in there for support, to hold their hand, you know, calm their nerves or whatever the case may be. Um, And that's kind of a big deal to our customers. That kind of bothers them. And I get it completely.
2: Danny Shives is with Oxford Social Club. Shops can also resume piercing services as well, but those cannot involve piercings near the nose or mouth. Coming up, open enrollment for the Impact College Savings Account is extended. We hear from State Treasurer David McRae. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio
6: mpb presents celebrating mississippi's 2020 high school seniors because this year did not go as planned our high school seniors missed out on several major events but we still want to give them an opportunity to shine we're creating a virtual yearbook that includes prom and yearbook photos visit education.mpb.org to submit yours and enjoy the styles and smiles of other mississippi high school seniors brought to you by mpb education
2: State Treasurer David McRae is extending the open enrollment period for the Mississippi Prepaid Affordable College Tuition Plan, or Impact program to July 15th. This college savings plan allows families to lock in tuition rates and prepay their child's tuition. McRae, who began his first term in January, tells our Michael Guidry his first few months in office have been challenging, but he's excited about providing this opportunity to Mississippi families.
6: Well, you know, at the beginning, it's been a challenge uh It's my first time to hold a political office. I'm coming from the private sector If anybody who followed my campaign knows that so the first few months was a challenge to get my feet uh you know firmly set on the ground and figure out everything that needed to be done in the treasury and how I wanted it to be in my image and everything of that nature and then all of a sudden, we were hit with this COVID crisis that we have going on now, and so it was a change of pace there from figuring out how to organize my employees, my workers to work from home, and I am proud to say our pro- our productivity is actually really high. It's just been a challenge, but it's been a good challenge. I I really like a challenge, and it's been it's been a, a very good experience.
1: One of the things that the state. Treasurer's Office manages is the impact savings account for, for students in Mississippi. It's a pretty unique program. Um, I think it's a well-received program. And you've had some news recently that the open enrollment for that program is extended. Uh, can you tell us about that decision? Well, we've
6: extended it from the normal deadline, which is the end of May to July 15th. and matches up more with the uh, federal tax day and everything and state tax day as well. And that's really to give people a more opportunity to get into the program. Um, we've had this situation going on uh, nationwide, and we wanted to give the ability for people to actually enroll and give, give them more time to enroll in the program. The uh, college savings program is our prepaid college tuition plan. And parents, grandparents uh, can give money, put money into a fund and have that prepaid college tuition for a child Uh, When they're ready to go to college. Now, people who uh, students who graduate college, they graduate normally with around $30,000 worth of debt. And that is just, to me, unconscionable. You just shouldn't have that much debt upon graduation. So if we can save uh, up beforehand and have parents and grandparents put in money now, that will save the child the debt in the future. It won't delay life decisions like owning a house, starting a family, and it'll be for the betterment of the state.
1: That's not the only thing that your your office is doing to, to help students right now. But tell me something good, scholarship competition. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
6: Yes, uh, it's a contest that we have started at the beginning of May. And it is a contest that awards $529 scholarships to four lucky winners throughout the month of May. We have had an overwhelming amount of submissions. The first week alone, we had 116 submissions. This week, we've had 60 uh, to add on to that. We've had one winner already, named Jared Smith from McGee. Uh, I went down to Simpson Academy yesterday and awarded him his $529 scholarship, and he is an amazing young man. He is uh, what he does has done is deliver food to people who have not been able to get it. He has been able to develop baskets for the elderly and new mothers who can't leave their homes. And it's an amazing uh, contest that we're having. So, in order to uh, um, sign up for it, go to treasury.ms.gov, go to our web, uh, which is our website, go there and fill out the, direct, um, the directions from there. What um, people will do is nominate a student, and from there, we will give it to our panel of nine judges, which include First Lady Ely Rees. Uh, professionals from all around the state, community activists, and then they'll look at it, pick one, and we'll go from there.
1: Uh, to, to move the conversation to to more you know pressing concerns, uh, the fiscal year is approaching uh, the end of the 2020 fiscal year and the beginning of the uh, 2021 fiscal year. There have been concerns. We've talked to the economic council uh, about revenues due to business closures during during the COVID nineteen crisis what role will your office play as the state kind of negotiates uh, negotiates what to do financially uh, during this crisis as it as it continues into the fall?
6: As state treasurer, my most important function is to maintain our credit rating uh, to kind of elaborate on the credit rating. That means the amount how much it will take to borrow money. and i'm and I'm proud to say that we have a strong double A credit rating. We also have enough money to pay our debts, which are due in June as the fiscal year ends. We have plenty of money to pay those debts, and we have plenty of money for the future to pay those debts. Um, So anyone who is interested in investing in Mississippi, we are still a very uh, good-looking investment, and I will make sure that our credit rating stays the way it is and our debts will be paid properly.
1: Being a new state official, and since we haven't had a chance to really hear from you uh, since you assumed office, is there anything else you'd like to tell the people of Mississippi? Well,
6: one big thing is I I can't emphasize enough to go to treasury.ms.gov to look at our college savings program, see which one fits for you. It's a great program to start paying ahead for your child to go to college. Also, at treasury.ms.gov is our unclaimed property department. We have several millions of dollars waiting to be claimed by people all around the state municipalities all around the state uh, businesses all around the state and every day we are giving money back to the people of mississippi uh since this whole since i took office we've given back over three and a half million dollars and since the whole COVID crisis started we have given back over 500 thousand dollars so this money does impact people's lives and during this crisis when money might be short in some families that this will be a nice economic boost if there is any. So visiting treasury.ms.gov and looking at unclaimed property might help you out a bunch.
1: David McCrae is the state treasurer for Mississippi. Thank you so much, Mr. McCrae. Well, appreciate it very much. Thank you for having me.
2: This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening to the Mississippi Edition podcast from MPB News and MPB Think Radio.